Hello, listeners! Welcome back Hi. to My Sister Made Me View It, the Roswell 1999 edition. I am one of your co-hosts, Emily, and I should be working on my book. My name's Megan, and I want to write more fan fiction. But instead... Instead... We're making a podcast! We're making a podcast! Nicely done. Megan, it is NaNoWriMo, and you were working on your fan fiction for NaNoWriMo. Uh-huh. How's that going? I am on track. I have exactly the words I need to be at to be on track. I love it. And I, I love it. I don't know if I'll be able to write tomorrow or Thursday because of work, and I'm kind of worried that I'll fall behind. But I've at least made it to the 11,600 word mark. <gasps> That's pretty dang great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think NaNoWriMo is amazing and awesome and great. I, however, do not take part in it because it is too anxiety inducing. I did NaNoWriMo one year. I got it done and that was it. And I realized that is one of the least helpful ways for me currently to write is to be like, I got to hit this word count. I got to do this. I just, I have to sit down and say, oh. I want to get this chapter done or, oh, I am in the emotional space now to write the sad scene or like the really happy scene. And so I like just writing. Well, I haven't done NaNoWriMo since college and it's going really well. I'm glad. I love, like Megan will send me updates sometimes. I like wake up to like these beautiful, beautiful like (laughs) scenes and I'm just like, (gasps) oh. Give me more. And she's like, I haven't written it yet. I'm, I'm, like, work- ah! I'm working on it. <laughs> so I'm Good. writing, listeners, I'm writing an enemies to lovers. Olivia, do you have to do that more? She has been quiet as a little mouse. And now she's chasing an empty plastic container across the wood floor. Anyway, I have been enemies to lovers, Star Wars video game fan fiction. And I'm writing the very last enemies part. And after this, they're definitely lovers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you want to or can you talk about your visitor that you had at your studio today? No, it feels weird. (laughs) Okay. Because he he works there is the thing. It's like saying, my coworker who's animation famous. Jonathan Frakes. No, not that coworker. Although, <laughs> here, here's here's a story I'll tell you about work today. In something that has not happened since my very first day of work, I got jump scared by the Star Trek cutouts on our floor. <laughs> uh, so we have all of the Next Generation cast as life-size cardboard cutouts spread mm-hmm. throughout spread throughout the floor. And we had some company events in the last couple weeks, and we all decided to take a group picture and grabbed a bunch of standees to, to join in the group photo. Well, <laughs> well, people didn't put the standees back exactly where my brain has memorized that they are. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Data was standing two feet to the right of where he normally stands. So when I walked into the office this morning, I went, because <laughs> Data's there and he's pointing a phaser and it's scary. <laughs> there you go. That's my work story. 
poor girl. The trials and tribulations of working oh, so in the office. Hard. Yeah. I love it, though. Uh, do you want to talk about the trials and tribulations of one Maxwell Evans tonight? First, can I talk about the trials and tribulations of Chicago Fire? It's relevant, sure. I promise. Yes. Emily, Sherry Appleby was a recurring guest on season two of Chicago Fire. You guys, I'm going to spoil it right now. She betrayed and broke the heart of my favorite character. So now I'm mad at Liz Parker. <laughs> <laughs> she took the baby and left. Ah! She pulled a Tess. <gasps> she literally <laughs> did. <laughs> so, yeah, I I hate Liz Parker now. Oh, and it can never be fixed because the character whose heart she broke the that that character is no longer on the show anymore. So it can it can never be made better again. And I'm be just undone. I've oh, been no. sad about it today. Mostly, I'm, I'm sad that that character I really loved left the show because I don't think they should have left. There you go. That's my story. All right. Let's well talk about we Max and maybe, Liz's problems. Yeah, we thought maybe last week Max had left the show. I, you didn't fool me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about Roswell, the 1999 version, season three, episode 14, Chant Down Babylon. Yeah. Uh, and this is the part two of the cliffhanger where Max bursts into flames and dies. And died. <laughs> oh, I know it was too good to be true. <laughs> Meg, what happened? What do we find out happened to Mac? He's fine. Is he fine? He is, uh, he has phased into the body of the old man he saved. And it's like, it's, it's gonna be him or me. Two minds, one body, but only one winner. And Max's hands murder a couple people. Yeah. So... Here's the thing. How does this work? How do they take the old man's body, but but kill Max and turn him old, but then the old man's body transfigures into Max's young body? Let me explain. So Max is still in there. Okay. <laughs> Let me explain science fiction to you. Okay. They made it up. And <laughs> no. Here's what actually happened. Max. So it drains Max of energy when he heals people. Max let so much of his essence, his self, be drained into this old guy. Now, you know how the alien powers can transform one thing into another thing, like ketchup mm -hmm. into mayo or mustard, mm -hmm. as some people call it? <laughs> <laughs> Max literally transformed the cells of the old man into cloned cells of Max himself. And he put so much of his energy, his essence, his alien soul in there. Basically, Max drained his consciousness out of his own body and left it in the old man's body. But he also transformed the old man's body into him as well. But he didn't destroy the old man's conscience. So he destroyed the old man's body, but he left the old man's consciousness. And he transferred his own consciousness in there. And he transferred enough essence from his old body that his old body turned to ash it's very obvious if you think about it <laughs> sounds like a lot of work 
It almost sounds like there are no rules as to how their powers worked, and it's just whatever the writer's room decided would happen that week. Cool. I want to read the list. I want to read the list of alien powers that's on the Roswell wiki and see what we've seen so far. Okay, go for it. Well, I'm not going on there. What if there's spoilers for the finale? Oh, send, send me the link. Send me the link. We're only four episodes away. That was, that was, I said, I was reading this. Let's see, Roswell wiki. I was reading this back in ep- season one and I you remember. were like, don't look at it. Fine. I'm looking at it. No. What? Send me you the t- link. Send me the link. Send me the look link. Look at it, she says. Don't look at it, she says. <laughs> okay, here's the link. I sent it to Gmail. All right. Okay, we have clairvoyance. We have wait, connecting. Wait, no, we have to try and decide where we've seen those powers. And have we seen any of them be clairvoyant and read the future? Let's see. Click it. <laughs> I clicked it. Okay, it's first seen on the morning after. This is, they're claiming this is clairvoyant. Okay, so you can get visions from objects. Um, That's psychometry. This is variations. It says visions from objects. Okay, I'm I'm reading the wiki like you asked me to, Megan. What else can I do to make you happy? Keep reading the wiki. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, make Telepathic me happy, Telepathic visions. Telepathic visions, Liz began receiving subconscious signals from an alien artifact buried in the desert. Those are the egg babies. Isabel Evans received. I'm going to have beef with the people. Are you going to let me finish this? Not you. I have beef with the people who wrote this because that's not what clairvoyance is. But anyway, keep going. Isabel. Isabel had powerful visions uh, while sleeping when Lori Dupree was kidnapped and buried alive by Grant Sorensen. Okay, that's clairvoyance. Isabel received intense visions when Tess Hardy was Harding was kidnapped and tortured by Vanessa Whitaker. Okay. Yes, I accept clairvoyance as an alien power that's been demonstrated in the show. Okay. Well, they, it's a good thing you actually didn't read this because they're talking about stuff that happens at the end of the season that we haven't seen yet. Okay. Uh, at the end of the first season, the Royal Four received visions of how they were supposed to be paired up as an encoded genetic Wait. memory. I, I accept that clairvoyance is a power. Can we leave the clairvoyance page and move on to what yes. the next listed power is? Connecting. <laughs> That's the kiss cam. Yeah, it says look into someone's eyes and create a physic, uh, psychic connection. Feel their feelings and see images of their memories observations. That's all they have on this one. So, um, Next one is healing. We've definitely seen that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mind warping. Let's do the mind warp again. That's how Tess killed a guy. Dream walking. We've seen that. Projecting. We, I think we've seen that. Did Nisado teach grandma. people? Oh, that's, that's and then, projecting. And then when Max was being held by the FBI in the that's white what, room. Yeah. Yeah. Although I would call that more mind warping than anything, but whatever. Uh, force field projection. Yeah, the green shield. Your favorite one, itch. That Michael used once in season one. Yes. Uh, leptokinesis. What? Is that- Manipulating the molecular structure of objects. Oh! Shape, color, substance, etc. Molecular <laughs> magic. 
<laughs> this one says limitations. <laughs> oh, no. that's not a power. That's not a power. Emily was okay. Click through on limitations. I'm curious now. Okay. Pierce injects Max Evans with a serum that suppresses the neurotransmitters in his cerebral cortex. What? Preventing Max from using his powers to escape from the white room. Pierce claims oh. that this part of the brain is the source of most of Max's alien powers. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Uh, Nisado tells Michael Guerin that everything they can do is human just a thousand years ahead of the rest of mankind. What? When the hybrid version of the Royal Four were engineered, they were given the capacity to do everything the human brain is capable of. Nisado warns Michael that the Royal Four's ability to manipulate molecular structures comes with many limitations. Inability to affect heavy metals such as deuterium. Vulnerability to the effects of the trithium amplification generator. What? Max requires eye contact to heal Liz Parker's fatal gunshot wound. What? Max cannot use his powers to stop someone from dying a natural death. Okay, I knew that one. Okay, that's what we got. Limitations is apparently a considered a power. A power. Don't like that. Molecular combustion. That's setting things on fire. Yep. Uh, we got projection, pyrokinesis. That's also setting things on fire. Wait, what's the difference between that one and the last okay. one? Let's see. Molecular combustion is speed up molecules, specific variation okay. of leptokinesis. Okay, so that's Liz, that's Liz melting the plate that she touched. Yeah. It says the effect is explosions and the users are Michael Guerin and Liz Parker. All right, pyrokinesis. That's the Increasing oil fire. vibration of molecule... Of, Increasing vibrations of molecules, specific variant of leptokinesis. The effect is creating and manipulating fire. Nisado and Liz Parker. And I would also say uh, Tess because she blew she, up all those skins. It's a fireball. It's a fireball. <laughs> all right. Uh, Shape shifting. Oh, has that been in the show? That's been in the show. Soul projection. How's that different from normal projection? <laughs> it is. It just is. <laughs> okay. Technopathy. What? Is that just being, that's is like, that like doing stuff with the radio? That's like when Isabel was like DJing the CDs and playing the CDs with her powers. So what I said, like doing stuff with the radio. <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> uh, we got telekinesis teleportation who have we seen teleport let's see is that a spoiler let's see i'm looking teleportation is an alien power in the book series roswell high hey that get get that out of the tv show (laughs) max evans develops the power to teleport disassembling his body's molecules in one place and reassembling them in another to an observer max's body seems to deconstruct itself his eyes disappear first, then his skin, bones, etc. When he re- reappears, his eyes return last. What? That's in the book? That's what it says. That's I think we should read the creepy. book. I think that would be really fun. Okay, do you want to put off Scalamance so we can do the books? No. <laughs> Hi, Copper. Uh, let's see. Thermokinesis. Which is speeding How? up molecules. No. This one's melting and heating. We, these are all the same thing. 
Okay. Uh, Meg, you know what this means. <sighs> I have to read the Roswell EU. No, you need to overhaul the Roswell Wiki and write it correctly. <laughs> no, I have other things to do with my life, like write okay. Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> but those are all the powers. There you go. Okay. That's fine, I guess. So, what exactly was a turning an old man into yourself and beaming your body uh, categorized under? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. But yeah, so, so here's the thing. Everyone firmly believes Max is dead. Because he died in front of the Sharif. Because he died. The sheriff comes out and tells, you know, Michael. Isabel finds out and absolutely flips her lid, which, you know. Makes sense. Obviously. And she and Michael go after the people who shot Max slash killed Max. And Isabel gets gut shot. (laughs) Pew, pew. And this leads to Jesse finally Freaking finding out his wife is an alien. Finally. <gasps> Finally. And it was it was really good. The drama, the drama of this storyline was very good because Jesse's like, we have to take her to the hospital. We have to take her to the hospital. And Michael's like, no, no. She's not human, you idiot. And Jesse is just like, oh my gosh, Michael's crazy. I'm gonna have to like deal with him. And then they look and Isabel's lying on the ground with red electricity coming off her hands like i thought it was green i have a bad memory you have a busy mind that's full of a lot of other things that's okay hey i'm trying to decide if at any point dagon should shoot force lightning in my fan fiction (laughs) (laughs) i think he should see if that's a question the answer is yes i don't think he should i think that should be something only the emperor can do well i guess we've seen a couple other dark force users use it okay We'll put that down as a maybe. <laughs> or maybe when Cal Kestis gets corrupted in the sequel. Spoilers! <laughs> so I'm going to jump over to Isabel's storyline really fast. Great. Where we've got, here's the thing, Jesse is MVP. Jesse and Kyle are MVP in really? this episode, as they always are. Yes, do you remember the scene with Kyle? Uh, Kyle, yes. I would never question on Kyle. Jesse, I'm like, huh. Okay. He is. okay, here's my here's I think, my reasoning. Okay. I was can I submit Jesse's doctor friend as most valuable player? No, he's an idiot. He's a doctor. He does cool meatball surgery. He does not have a license anymore. He's not an actual doctor. Well, but it's a good thing we had him. I wish he showed up earlier in the series. I would love having a rogue surgeon to secretly help us out. <laughs> I was going to say, I, my reasoning that Jesse is one of the MVPs in this episode is that he has so many friends. We've stated this before. I mean, he's got a ton of friends from his past. He's a very friendly guy. So he knows someone who can do surgery on the DL, like f- just for cash under the table. Which is kind of a creepy friend to have. It's kind of a creepy friend. To- he was, he was, he was like one of the best and brightest but he did lose his license for writing prescriptions for people who didn't need it like writing drug prescriptions for his friends but um he's a cool dude i i shouldn't i shouldn't have uh dismissed him so quickly because uh at one point isabel's temperature is up to like 112 
And Michael and the sheriff both go, don't worry about it. He goes, cool, I will not. And, like, just rolls with it. Emily, do you know what a fatal temperature is for a human person? Isn't it, like, 106? Yeah. 107? It's, like, 107, 108. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know this because I was looking up medical stuff for my fanfiction. <laughs> <sighs> but they, they bring Isabel to the to the sheriff's house and um, clear off a spot on the table and do kitchen... Oh, hi, PP. <laughs> What's up with him? He just chased Olivia past the microphone, which you will have just heard. <laughs> he was blocked by the laptop, which is on this side of the hallway, and she had the clear runway. So he got about this far and then was like, I can't go anywhere, ma. <laughs> <laughs> they... Take out the bullet. They sew her up. But, you know, he's just like, we, she should, the doctor says she should go to a hospital because, I mean, there's infection. There's all this other stuff. And Jesse's like, we can't, we can't. And, you know, they won't tell this guy why. And he's just like, cool, weird stuff's going on, whatever. Listen, I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of a dramatic injury that needs surgery without an operating room. See, I am not. Put me in a hospital. Don't, don't. (laughs) You don't, don't you don't do it. You don't like seeing your fictional characters and situations. No. Okay. Here's the thing. I understand Grey's Anatomy. Uh huh. Is is you know more on the ridiculous side than the realistic side. Uh huh. But the the storyline that I couldn't, I won't say stomach, but the storyline that I that I liked the least is Miranda's husband. Ben wanting to do surgery on people willy-nilly all the time and it culminates in him April Kepner's on the kitchen table and he does a c-section with no pain medication no nothing just just slices her open (laughs) I will say the way the actress screamed in that episode I have never had such a guttural reaction to a medical show before Mm-hmm. Sorry, listeners, if you didn't want to hear about a horrible at-home C-section <laughs> with terrible tools. <laughs> Anyways, the reason... Okay, I think this is one of the best episodes this season. I, I, think I this would is agree. Probably, I think this is probably their top, their top episode. Because we finally get... We freaking finally get emotional payoff and payout. We've kind of been just watching these characters do random stuff and finally the writers are letting them get back to their roots yeah specifically kyle yeah kyle kyle um time to shine i'm really glad okay first of all i hated the new year's episode where all of a sudden it feels like he is in love with isabel uh-huh but i'm glad that they it felt to me that they were playing up more of their friendship because from season one, Kyle and Isabel have had a special relationship where he's like, you're an alien, whatever, let's do crazy stuff with your powers. Like, that's fun. It's a fun relationship. And the part that absolutely killed me. Oh my gosh, I think this is the best. His speech? I think this is the, the best, best speech. scene. Yeah. Yeah, the best speech. If not this season, maybe the whole series. Because Isabel is unconscious lying there you know there everyone's just praying that she will survive and jesse is in the background in the doorway and he's listening to kyle and kyle is talking to isabel 
and basically being like, you cannot die. Please don't leave me. Don't die. And he says, you know, now that Liz has alien powers, maybe it's my turn to get alien powers and I can heal you. Because they can't go get Max because Max is dead. So like everything is just like even worse because no one can come and heal Isabel. Mm-hmm. And he sits there and he holds her hand and he concentrates really hard to try and call on his alien powers <laughs> to heal his best friend. <laughs> it's really good. So th- there's a scene in my fan fiction <laughs> <laughs> that predates us watching this episode. Okay. But there is a character who used to be a good Jedi and has turned to the dark side very recently because he's like, Mm -hmm. dang, look at all this great power I get from being a dark Jedi. This is absolutely the best. And then someone he cares about gets hurt and he cannot use the force to heal them anymore because he is now a user of the dark side and it cannot be used in that way. Which is why Anakin is so messed up. Because <laughs> <laughs> Palpatine doesn't know Jack. Who doesn't? Okay, tangent time. Listen, Megan and I are going to do a Star Wars feed. But this I, is not going to be for like 10 years, okay? Like, it's okay, going but to... I want to do it now. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is... The prequels have an interesting place in my heart. I feel like they have that way kind of for for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And it was good. It just needed more time to develop. And I understand that's why people are like, oh, that's what the Clone War TV show is for. And da 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 da. But I'm like, at the time, they didn't know they were going to get a TV show Mm -hmm. to do all this. I just wanted more more setup before the payoff. Yeah. Agreed. That's all. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the scene with Kyle, best scene of the whole show. Do we even really need to talk about the rest of it? I thought Jesse was going to leave after listening to this speech. Like leave Isabel? Like leave leave Isabel. Okay. Um, uh, And I don't like where they went with the Isabel storyline with him. Mm-hmm. Because he's like, I still love you, even though you're an alien. And she's like, but you don't like that I lied to you. And he's like, I don't like that you're so good at lying. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to s- I don't think it's that weird at <sighs> all. Like, if she lied about that, what else has she been lying about? Uh, her age, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think this dude's an idiot. For marrying an 18-year-old and finding out she has a life he doesn't know about. It's like he... Now, granted, it's it's a huge life that most 18-year-olds don't have. But mm-hmm. I don't feel any sympathy or pity for Jesse for speed marrying an 18-year-old and being like, I don't know my wife at all. <sighs> I'm also going to say Isabel was a big proponent of that. Where they were supposed to wait six months to get married. And well, yeah. then there was the whole argument with her mom. And she's like, well, we're going to get married in two weeks. Yeah. So I I'm, feel like I'm, both of them are at fault on that one. Yeah. I'm I'm putting the 26-year-old more at fault than the 18-year-old. <laughs> okay. okay I, I get you. I agree with because that. Because yeah. where she's like, I want to get married right away. He could have said, no, let's take our time. So, yeah. Do you know what? This guy 
50 different friends that are dudes. Does he not know any other women? Anyway, like I don't like Jesse, and I don't think he's the MVP of this episode. Oh, I... Here's, here's, here's my take on it. He finds out his wife is an alien through indisputable proof. Uh-huh. And instead of saying, I need a minute, he immediately jumps into action and pulls in all the resources he has to save his wife. Like, he could have been an absolute jerk and been like, I'm out. I, She lied to me, and therefore she deserves this, and I'm not going to help her. Like, I don't think they've done a good job with their relationship. They me just either. Like, yeah, the, the showrunners just said, these two people are together. Go, you have to believe this. I but don't. in these later episodes, I'm believing more and more that they are in a relationship. Even mm. though it's not cool that she's 18 and he's 26. I'm not yeah. condoning that. Please don't take it that way. I'm saying they're doing, the writers are doing better at the end of the season than they did at the beginning of the season. Yeah. I don't like this couple. I hope they get divorced by the end of the show. <laughs> This is me cheering for their divorce and maybe someone's demise a little bit. Okay. Um, you said, this is this is so interesting because you were saying uh, you didn't like where they left the relationship. I did because we knew that Jesse was not going to be okay with someone lying to him. And I think it would have been weird for him to be like, I get why you lied to me. You're an alien. Everything makes sense. The end. And so I kind of like that they left it on a cliffhanger is the wrong word, but they left it on a it just, uncertain. What? This, okay. I think this is more of like the, the max, the max about the lotion gift again, mm-hmm. how it just rubs me the wrong way, even with lotion. Um, <laughs> especially with lotion yeah but like it was just the way that jesse was like you are so good at lying and i hate that in a person and i think that is horrible and terrible and like the reason isabel lies about who she is she's lied to her parents she's lied to everyone her whole life is because people would try to kill her if they knew so like obviously she has to be good at hiding this she and, does yeah yeah I don't think Jesse has thought it all the way through, honestly. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see um, what he's like in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But, um, okay, let's say you have a significant other ah! who's an alien, okay? Let's okay. say this happens to you. Listen, How are you going I'm to a react? Monster. I'd go for it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it depends on how long I've known them before I okay. find out. Like, if I've only known them for three or four months. And then I found Versus out I'd be married. like, yeah, because here's the thing, Emily, how long have Jesse and Isabel known each other? Hasn't it only been like four months total? Because they okay, dated so for the summer, they got engaged, and then they got married two weeks later. <laughs> so I, I don't feel I, I don't it's... feel bad for him. No, <laughs> I say I say they've only known each other for four months total. No, we're clear into we're clear into after New Year's. Okay. I still don't feel bad for him. Okay. You don't have to feel good for him. I'm not trying to convince you of that. I'm just trying to get our timeline correct. Okay. Yeah. I was so grateful that he finally knew. Like, I 
I would have been so upset had Kyle and Michael and Sheriff Valenti done everything they could to keep him from finding out she was shot or hurt this whole time. Mm -hmm. I liked that he got pulled in during a crisis so he could see everyone in action and how hard they have to work in order to keep the secret. Uh, is he going to judge everyone else for being good at keeping secrets or is he only going to judge Isabel for this? Because it feels like the sort of thing where he's only going to judge Isabel for it. I mean, the thing is he, he's, I mean, Max is his brother-in-law, but like Michael's not really a part of his life really, Mm -hmm. you know, but, uh, there's a scene where Jesse has found out he's got Michael in the backyard and he's making Michael like do all his molecular magic over and over and over he's like until i can come to terms he's like i'm seeing it but i'm not believing it like honestly though like same i mean if someone is just if someone is showing me this i'm like do it again my brain is seeing this but my brain is not believing this like keep doing it until i've got it so oh i just I just loved the Kyle scene that was just the best thing of the whole show Kyle was great and if I were Jesse and I was hearing Kyle give that speech, I'd be like, dang, this man loves my wife more than I do. <laughs> it was interesting. I like how they played up uh, Jesse seeing how everyone else is reacting to this because he's still in the throes of, oh, my gosh, aliens are real. And he's seen the sheriff. He's seen Michael. He's seen Kyle just like be old hat at all of this. And I kind of like that. I felt like not that Jesse needs to be humbled at all, but it felt very humbling of him just being like, wow, this is way bigger and people have dealt with this. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so that is, that was kind of storyline. It's storyline B, but for me, it was storyline A for this thing. Cause I'm, I didn't care about my, Max and Liz cause they're making such stupid choices with their lives. Liz has decided getting drunk is the only way to deal with Max's death that she was trying to get over him anyway. Um, the nice thing is everyone has left the, everyone has left the school. Is it spring break? Is that what they're calling it now? I guess. There's only like a month left of school and she went to boarding school. I'm still upset about that. To, to improve her Harvard application, babe, if you haven't applied. I mean, she's already had her interview. Yeah, so maybe, I mean, maybe she really doesn't care about school and she really did just want to get away and try and figure stuff out. Nah, she's going to get a, she is going to get a Harvard acceptance letter in the finale. <laughs> Woohoo. So she is really upset, obviously. She decides to get drunk, but her powers are still there, which surprises her because she had just assumed that with Max dead, the connection would be broken and her powers would be gone. Yeah. She's wrong. She's wrong. Uh, Meg, what happens to Max? Where, where does he pop up? He appears... In the body of the old man. <laughs> Magically. In the bed of the old man with the old man's wife, who is so excited that her husband now has the body of an 18-year-old. It's so skeevy. <laughs> but she's all ready to, like, 
have it on. But she's disappointed because now her husband is talking about some girl named Liz and how she's the love of his life. And this woman is like, are you for real, sir? Like, she's like, no, here, come to me. Like, I've sacrificed so much for you and I've done all these things. And he's like, Liz, Liz, where's Liz? Which kind of serves you right, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was, was uncomfy. I, no, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the last episode and that the, the last episode where she's like, where Max is like, I can't stop a natural death. And she's like, I think you can. And I'm like, ma'am, you don't know anything that like all of the science was incorrect and wrong. Okay. Um, I'm, this is a little bit of a tangent, but back at MedChem, where they had a whole room full of alien stuff where they had the dress, they had Liz's dress, they had all this stuff. Were you surprised that it was a civilian company that had all this information rather See, than the government I'm, somewhere? No, I'm not surprised that it, it ended up just being a really, really rich person. Mm-hmm. Not surprised. <laughs> not surprised. It felt very, uh, for those of you who watched Smallville, Lex Luthor becomes very obsessed and has a room full of stuff that has to do with Clark Kent and trying to figure out. Because in the very first episode of Smallville, Clark ends up ends up getting hit by a car and getting run off the road. Like something happens, from what I remember, Lex is driving, he loses control of the car, hits Clark, they go off the side of the bridge, but they both survive because Clark saves Lex Luthor and... We find out later that Lex has been obsessed with that ever since. Like, he's run simulations. He's done studies. And all. there's, like, no way that Clark should have survived the accident. And so I, I was surprised. Right? I'm like, I just thought, like, it was the government coming back in. And they were closing in on these kids and blah, 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 blah. And nope, it was just nope. someone who, who didn't know anything. Like, they didn't, like you anything. said, they didn't have any scientific proof of it anything. And they're just real- like... It was no real good science. They're just like, you can do this because we say you can do it. And Max is like, I literally don't think that's true. And it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever he did, he did not heal that old man. I I don't believe merging your consciousness with the patient is the same thing as healing them. (laughs) Although in my fan fiction. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so basically this wife kind of, um, what's the word? What's the word where you like indulge someone's fantasies by like letting them take the, the, you know, she and he, she and her husband take the plane and fly out to where Liz is in Virginia or wherever. What's the word I'm looking for? Give me the sentence again. Were you not listening to me? No, I was, but I don't know what word you're looking for either. I I need more context. (laughs) She indulges him. She uh, gives him what I think indulge. I think indulge is the right word. Uh, It's not, but it's very close. Okay, fly out there so that he can find this girl, Liz. A couple people die along the way, if I recall, but uh, also. He keeps flipping back and forth between this old guy and Max. And 
in the middle of this, all this going on, the the man kind of comes to to hear his wife saying, "You have to kill the thing you love," because she wants she wants him to go kill Liz so that she won't be a problem anymore, and that she and her husband can be together with this young super hot body. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the man <laughs> takes it to the point of, "I have to kill the thing I love, which is you, my wife, so that I can have this other thing I love, Liz." Okay, I I have a thing to say about this. Okay. I, so we don't want our main characters to be murderers, right? This mm-hmm. is a show for teens, and we don't want teens to think murder is cool. So whenever our kids kill someone, we have to make explicit, cartoonishly clear that the person they're killing is a villain. Now, the woman we know has deliberately had someone shot in order to test her hypothesis Michael could heal. What? She didn't even ask them to wing the guy and have him heal a leg. They're like, no, kill him. If he dies, he dies. He's our employee. Yeah. He's a tax write-off. So I think ah. the only reason they had this murder is so we wouldn't feel bad about Max eventually killing this old man. Mm. It was a weird. That makes sense. Yeah, it was a weird. It was weird scene where she's like kill the thing you love kill the thing you love and i'm like why is she saying this i'm like oh so this man can randomly murder her and it's okay Mm -hmm. i also found it interesting if you remember back in season two when the show was on the cw that anytime alcohol was involved it was a one sip and then shenanigans followed because aliens and alcohol don't mix Uh uh-huh and then you also have this this scene that's written with maria and Liz celebrating being virgins, which I feel like was very like true to the CW's brand at the time. Yeah. But here in this, we've got Liz getting super drunk, like, and there's, there's no after school special message about alcohol being bad for you or anything like that. And she's a heavy, heavy drinker at this point. (laughs) But the power of love and the power of friendship brings everybody back and max is alive and everything's cool he's fine it's like nothing he's even fine. happened and they're gonna go home to roswell and once again people forgive the horrible things that max evans does because something <laughs> bad has happened to him <laughs> it's true although to be fair in my fan fiction uh-huh <laughs> Uh, Dagon does realize he fell in love with Cal after Cal broke his leg. So sometimes, ah. sometimes the drama helps. But listeners, does. in my real life, that was actually inspired by our sister fainting when the boy she loved dislocated his knee. And she realized the rush of feeling she had for him after his knee got busted up. So do you know what? Break a leg, mend a heart. That's honestly one of my favorite family stories because it was, without getting too much into personal detail, it was on again, off again, on again, off again. I love you. Go away. We're broken up. We're back together. (laughs) I love you. Go away. (laughs) And aren't we glad, aren't we glad they got together because now he is part of our family and he's wonderful and we love him so much. 
break a leg, mend a heart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Best brother-in-law we've got. Yep. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) It's not for lack of trying. How much money do we owe each other from the dollar bet by now? (laughs) Oh, a lot. Yeah. Okay. Well. That was everything I had for Roswell Season 3, Episode 14. Uh, I thought the Maria and Liz acting scenes were very good. Them being sad about Max dying was great. Everyone who cried in this episode did a great job. Sheriff is slowly working his way back into my graces. I hate Jesse's guts. He's annoying now. Just get him out of there. When's Kyle's time to shine? (laughs) Emily, ask me my predictions. Megan, tell me your predictions for the next episode. I don't or have. Do you any. want to know the name? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, What's the name of the next? What's the name of the? Well, is, did did Emily did anything on my bingo card come true? Oh shoot! Trying to find it. I have half of it. I don't know where I saved it. I can't. I can't reguess those. Hold on. Let me look. Hold on. Okay. Here we go. For your bingo, you have Tess returns. We go to the alien planet. We see Max's visions. Liz gone until the finale. So that one's getting, that one did not happen. Uh, We have Sheriff does not get his job back. Someone dies permanently. Isabel gets Oh, no. Did I say permanently? Did I say? said permanently. No. No. Okay. Uh, Isabel gets pregnant. Dupes do not come back. Okay, so, so far, far you've so got good. that. Um, you've got Maria goes to New York, so we'll check that one off. We've got Maria yes. does not go to New York. Wait a second, Megan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've got, uh, we meet Max's son, but he's grown up. You did put down the sheriff will die, and we are counting that because technically we're both pretty sure sheriff did die in the previous episode and Max okay. brought him back. Great. That's- we also put... Sh- Sheriff's dad will die. Cadmium X will make a comeback. You said Liz comes back immediately, so we'll have to okay. see in the next episode if that Wait, happens. Wait, no, 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 that that counts. That counts. That she went to boarding school, and then immediately the episode was about her, and her and Max walked up arm in arm. I meant back in the show immediately. Oh, got it, got it. Okay, you've got Brody comes back, dupes come back, Kevar comes back, Jesse dies. Uh, high school graduation episode. Liz gives up Harvard to be queen of Alien Planet. Isabel and Jesse go to Alien Planet. Michael and Maria stay, and your final is the home planet blows up. Okay. Well, I got I got three. You got, I got a few. three. So, um, I need to make like a a randomized sheet for you, and we'll put it in the Discord. Which, hey, we didn't talk about the Discord yet. Hey, our Discord is hopping. Our Discord is hot. Our Discord hasn't read any of my fan fiction. That's not true. I've put a couple clips in the NaNoWriMo channel. <laughs> Someday, Discord. We'll have... Uh, actually, Emily. I have promised this fan fiction as a Patreon perk for someone else's podcast. <laughs> I am going to do some dramatic readings of the more medically minded scenes eventually for the Grey's Academy Patreon. So they're going to let you do a Star Wars crossover on Grey's Academy. They're letting me do the 
uh, medical drama scenes from my okay. fan fiction. Because you mentioned Grey's Anatomy counts. earlier in this podcast, and I should let you know the level of injury and the nonsense that it takes to fix it are both very Grey's Anatomy inspired. So <laughs> I I've been te- I've been telling people it is a Grey's Anatomy inspired gay Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> so everybody Amazing. join the Grey's join the Grey's Academy Patreon to hear at least the uh, medical scenes from this fan fiction. Uh, but for our Patreon, you can join at the $3 level, the We Believe in You level, and that gets you automatic access to our Discord, where you can ask questions, we'll answer them on the podcast, and you can talk with other other fans of the, of the podcast. You can uh, talk about our other feeds we do. We've got a Stormlight Archive one, we've got this Roswell one, we have the Miscellaneous one, we're currently covering one to watch. Next thing coming up is going to be our Flag Means Death Season 2, which is exciting. Uh, $7 level is Friend of the Pod, where you get all of your episodes on Mondays instead of having to wait for Tuesdays and Thursdays. And then our top tier is Honorary Sibling. That's a $12 level where you also get all of the things that we've previously talked about. And you're going to get a super secret special Marvel MCU feed just for the patrons. We have currently covered... Iron Man 1, Hulk, Iron Man 2, Thor, Captain America is going up next week, and we're getting ready to cover the first Avengers. So we're going in release order, and that's what we're up to. So, uh, Meg, next episode, Uh this is going to be Roswell, Season 3, Episode 15, Who Died and Made You King. Oh, no. Is Max the ass back? Is he? Oh, he's going to be horrible. I don't want to hate Max any more than I already do. (laughs) It's going to be so fun. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I don't know what the episode's going to be about, but I'm very excited to watch it with you. So, Meg, you have been a huge trooper, and I appreciate you so much. Thank you very much for letting me make you view this we still have four episodes left i've four never <laughs> we've got four episodes left for like six months i'm never gonna get to the end of this we are we are we are because once we get through with this uh we are starting scholomance by naomi novik and i i don't think i'm ever gonna try and make you view anything that you're gonna hate as much as roswell um just Listen, so you know i don't mind if i hate it but you better have watched every f-ing episode of anything you ever recommend to me in the future. I promise. I promise. I don't mind hating it. I don't mind hating it as long as you've seen all of it first. Oh, but what about Super Bones? I've seen all of Bones. Okay. Have you watched all of Supernatural? No. Okay. Well, I've watched enough of Supernatural that that one's different because that one's different. Okay. Yeah. Superbones is coming 15 years in the future. <laughs> Superbones is coming. Tw- hey, we're not supposed to promise people future stuff anymore because <laughs> we can't so always sorry. follow through. Oh, geez. Look at us. But anyways, hey, my fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> yes, tell me. No, the, I. Oh, I, I thought you had something else to say about it. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm promising. I'm promising. I'm promising fan fiction listeners. Now, here's the Sounds thing. Good. I keep writing on chapters 12 
21 through 24 and chapters 44 through 48. And I have not been able to get my act together to finish chapter three, which is ridiculous because there's a sexy CPR scene in it. And I love that kind of stuff. No mouth to mouth, though. They use the force. Aw, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Well, listeners, there you have it. Watch for Megan's fanfic to come out soon, coming soon to a archive of our own near you. Jedi Scavenger coming March of 2024, because I want to write the whole thing before I start sharing. (laughs) Sounds good. Listeners, we hope you've enjoyed this. Thank you so much for being a part of our lives. Thank you for listening to this. Again, thank you to those of you who are patrons. Uh, If you are not able to support us monetarily, totally get that. If you still want to support, you can always go and give us a rating and review on Apple iTunes or Spotify. That helps us so much too. So if this is a show that you enjoy, please consider doing that. That would be great. And uh, in the meantime, I'm going to go get back to my book. Uh, I'm gonna go write sexy CPR. Well, shirtless sexy CPR. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait to read it because I believe in you. I believe in you too. Ready? Ready. Break. Break. Break.